Hey, my name is Lockie Harrington, as you can see up there, and I've been asked tonight to follow on from what Dave and Courtney said and um, share an answer to prayer in my life. And so I was thinking, I was actually speaking to my little brother. I have a brother, he's 14. He's not really Christian, he's a Catholic, but more by culture um, rather than beliefs, and that's like the, right, the rest of my family. But I've had a fair bit of, I've spent a fair bit of time with him lately, and um, yeah, I, I said, oh, I've got to speak in, in front of 500 people. And he was more nervous than I am. And then he said, oh, that's cool. What do you have to talk about? And I said, I have to talk about an answer to prayer. And I thought, you know, he's not going to grab onto that. He'll just start talking about something completely different. But um, praise the Lord. He said, oh, what about the time that we were going to go on that trip and you prayed for good weather and the good weather came miraculously and it was supposed to bucket down? And I thought, oh, I could share that. Um, I mean, it's awesome. I get to, I have a moment where I've witnessed to my little brother where he's actually picked up on something. But I thought I'd take a different approach tonight and talk about a time where God answered a prayer um, that was probably the most important prayer that he's ever answered for me. Um, so back in 2018, my grandfather passed away and it was not a very pleasant death. He passed away after a battle with cancer. And I, up until that stage, had also been Catholic and I need to give some context. My family, as I said, Catholic by culture rather than by belief. And so they would be calendar Christians only going a couple of days a week, but um, a couple of days a year rather. Um, yeah, so my grandfather though, he was quite a spiritual leader in the family and him and his wife, my grandmother, they were the, the pinnacle of sort of Christianity in, in my family at least. And so I always saw this guy growing up, or my granddad, as quite a, a holy guy, someone that would go to prisons to go and talk to people about Jesus. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Anyway, back to what I was saying. I was, I was pretty Christian at the time. I would always be praying and things like that. It was a bit of a, a vending machine relationship where I'd pray to God and say, hey, God, can I have X, Y, and Z and hope that he'd give it to me. But um, yeah, I was, I was questioning God because I was, I was confused, I was hurt. I was pretty angry as well. I was like, God, why would you do something to my granddad? Why, sorry, why wouldn't you do something to my granddad who was suffering th through this cancer? Why would you abandon him in this moment? And I mean, he probably would, probably would have answered if I had actually opened my ears and listened, which is something that I think a lot of us do. We don't really like the answer that he's going to give. So we close our ears and shut off and, and, and let it just happen. But he took me on a long journey, and that's what I'm gonna try and talk about tonight, which I won't do in a long-winded way, because long is a scary word. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I fast forward a few years, and I was playing, I'd always played soccer, or football as the rest of the world calls it, and I was getting pretty good, and then all of a sudden I had to take a break um, because of a, a surgery that I had to have on my knee. and. During that time, I took some time to reflect. I moved home and fortunately, I met a girl who thankfully is my wife today, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, she was Seventh-day Adventist and now she told me she was Seventh-day Adventist. That didn't mean anything to me because I was just smitten and I had no idea what language she was speaking. <laughs> but she... I wouldn't say coerced me. I went along willingly to Bible studies and things like that after a, a, about a year of dating Bible studies, church, all that sort of thing. And I was going along to support, but I was in the right place. And it got to the point where 
in 2021, I was forced to take another moment of sort of reflection like the rest of the world when we all went into lockdown. And during that time, for a lot of us as well, um, I imagine it was a really isolating time. I was, um, I was isolated from friends, from family. I actually had a strained relationship with my family because I was going to church at the, at the Adventist church rather than the Catholic church. Um, and probably the hardest one for me, even with that family thing, was Tara, um, my now wife. It's still weird to say. We've been married for three months. And if you want relationship advice, you can probably not speak to us because we're only three months in, but we'll do our best. Um, so yeah, my now wife, um, we got to the point where, oh sorry, we were doing long distance, I didn't clarify that. And so she was living in Newcastle and I was in Canberra at the time. And I was isolated. I must admit it was a really hard time for me mentally. Uh, I know a lot of other people struggled, a lot of my friends, but I was going through a really tough time. And up until this stage, I'd learned a lot about the, these truths from the Bible, such as the Sabbath, the state of the dead, all these sorts of comforting things. Um, oh, and just for a bit of context as well, when I was speaking to Tara one, one day, um, I actually expressed that I was still hurting from my grandfather's death, and then that was something that was holding me back from actually trusting God. And she was able to offer me some comfort um, to that and say, look, I don't know what God's plan for your grandfather's life was or what God's plan for your life is, but I will tell you that God didn't intend for your, your grandfather to suffer or to die, but that that was just a result of sin. And so that was super comforting, but there was still something missing. And so I'll bring us back to 2021. I was still going through a life where I had all this truth, but I didn't necessarily have the heart experience. I just had all the head knowledge. I was, I was still playing soccer on Saturday. I was still doing anything that I really wanted to. And don't get me wrong, there was change. I wasn't doing the silly things that I used to do. But yeah, I hadn't really had that experience that I needed to, to fully trust God. As I said, I was going through a really hard time. And so I was trying to fill my mind and my environment with as much positivity as possible. And I was listening to all this Christian music and trying to get into gospel music after coming over from listening to rap music and heavy dance music and all that sort of stuff. And thankfully, um, yeah, it really clicked with me. But there was this one song in particular, and I'm not sure how famous it is. I'm sure it is. It had a lot of views on YouTube. It's called Master the Tempest is Raging um, by Jesse Rickson or Dixon. I'm not really sure who sings it, but it's a good song. And I was listening to it and I heard these words, peace be still. And I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. Um, like I understood, obviously, Jesus was saying, peace be still, but why, where, how, all those sorts of things. And so I did some research. I looked it up on Google and it led me to Mark chapter four. And in Mark chapter four, um, yeah, I, it's a pretty famous story, but Jesus is sleeping in, in a boat and there's a big storm while the disciples are on the Sea of Galilee, I think. Um, and they're freaking out. It's life-threatening. They're saying, oh, we're about, to, we're about to die. Where's Jesus? We need to wake him up. And they run down and wake him up, and they say, Jesus, it's, it, the boat, it's going to sink. We're, gonna, we're all going to die. And so they were pretty scared, as, as you would imagine. But Jesus woke up, and the, the verse, I think it's in verse 39, he says, um, he rebuked the wind and the sea, and he said, peace be still. And that's my paraphrase, but that was the parallel that I needed. And all of a sudden, everything clicked for me. I, I, I sort of realized that this peace that God had offered in this moment of, of tumultuous sea and all that sort of stuff, he was still offering to us today. And it clicked for me. And, and that answer to prayer 
that, that prayer that I'd prayed all that time back, everything seemed to just click into place. And um, I prayed that prayer, Lord, please give me peace about that situation. And sure enough, he did. Um, yeah, so I guess I wanted to share it as a bit of an encouragement. For me, it was with my grandfather and I was able to have peace about all those situations and know that, oh, look, it wasn't God's will that my, my grandfather should suffer and that my grandfather very well, very well would have had that peace that Jesus offers, offered me as well. But I wanted to share this, uh, this answer to prayer as a sort of encouragement to anyone that is going through a troubling time or anyone that has gone through a troubling time and like me sort of pushed through and forgot about it and eventually caught up to them. I'm just, I just hope that it would be an encouragement to you that if you are sort of struggling with those things, um, then yeah, really seek Jesus and, and he's waiting there and he's willing to give you the peace that he, he so freely gave me. So yeah, I hope you can get something from that and it's in Mark 4:39 if you forgot. Thank you. Come on in. <laughs> 